Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's HR advisor. Today's episode continues a series of podcasts centered around data and analytics. In this episode, you'll listen to Sean McAdams, who is Mosher's Vice President of Data Analytics. This is a wrap-up for this year's series of podcasts from our Data Analytics Group. And among other things, Sean speaks about what you can look forward to in next year's series of Data Analytics episodes. Without further ado, here is Sean McAdams. Thank you, Angel. This is Sean McAdams, Vice President of Data and Analytics at Mosher Consulting. I want to do a few things uh, today as we sort of close out the podcast for Data and Analytics for 2021. I want to take a look at some of the things that we've covered. So if you haven't had a chance to, to listen to them, you'll have a, a little bit of an idea about what, what we discussed this year. Things that we're going to take a look at next year that uh, I'm kind of excited about, a couple key things. And then answering a specific question. And I, I think this is really the main question that those of us that are in the space of managing data and analytics have to answer. And it's how effective is my organization at leveraging data and analytics to power business and operational models? It's a tough question. And I think there's three specific areas that we need to think about in order to answer that question. First, it starts off how effective. And so we know that we're going to need something by which to measure this particular question, a maturity model. So I want to, I want to take a look at that. How, how do I measure organizationally maturity uh, using data and analytics? And there's a couple ideas that uh, we have to, to share today. What is data and analytics? I mean, if you're going to measure effectiveness of, of how your organization is at leveraging it, you know, what is it? And we've spent a large portion of this year's podcast talking about data and analytics strategies. I'm going to recap that a little bit. How do, I, how do I deliver data and analytic products? And then last part of it, to power business and operation models. And I think that's one of the most important and key concepts. How do you know where to focus? What should be our focus? What should be our mindset? And that's really around the economics uh, and using some economic concepts in order to know what initiatives uh, to look at. When you think about economics, uh, that's pretty much the, the, the social science of uh, studying choices, choices that individuals make within the business. Obviously, it's applied to, to government entities and, and societies as they uh, cope with uh, specific economic factors, and we're going to cover a few of those. But when you look at the perspective of economics, and as it relates to data and analytics, I think it's important that you understand the difference between an accounting perspective and an economic perspective. So an accounting perspective uh, would look at something, the value of something as it relates to its exchange. So what is somebody willing to pay for this particular service or this product, this commodity? Or what did you pay in order to receive that particular uh, service or commodity? And that's sort of the accounting perspective. And a lot of times when people are looking at data and analytics and what we should focus in on, we look straight to that accounting perception. And we're trying to understand from a monetary perspective, how much do I invest or what is this going to cost? What is somebody willing to pay for it? And one of the things that I challenge us to do as leaders within data and analytics space is kind of change our perspective a little bit and that we should be looking at the value in use. And that's the economics perspective that says, how much value 
can I create from using this commodity, from using this asset? And I really think that that's the key perspective that we need to look at when we're trying to figure out what do we focus on. A lot of people want to become data-driven. And they say that a lot of leaders, we want our organization to be data-driven. And that really doesn't describe so much an organization. It, it describes the decisions that an organization's making. You know, being data-driven means having data, collecting data, and it focuses our minds on, on data. But there's a misunderstanding that having data is valuable in and of itself. What we really want is for our organizations to be value-driven. So instead of having data, collecting data, and, and our minds focused on data, it's having ideas, collecting ideas, and having our minds focused in on ideas because the value of data is actually determined by how you use it. And so although we want our decisions to be data-driven, we want the organization to be, to be value-driven. And that is in line with that, that economic mindset. How much value can you get from using uh, an asset? In this case, uh, data assets. Now, when you think about creating um, monetary value out of your data assets, I'm not necessarily talking about selling it. Um, and that's, that's the value it's, it's going to provide. If we look at some economic factors like um, the, the law of supply and demand, right? So this relationship between the quantity of a, of a commodity that per, a producer wishes to sell and the quantity that consumers wish, wish to buy. When you apply that to data and analytics, what you find is not all data is of equal value. Not every piece of data is as important as, as another. And what is that supply and condition? What is the quality and the accessibility, the completeness of, of data? And do we have processes in place for validating and, and valuing and prioritizing those particular demands? So again, we're looking at the economic perspective of, of data and analytics. Supply and demand is, is one of those we need to think about. Scarcity is uh, an economic factor. And when we apply that to data and analytics, scarcity usually being this balance between seemingly unlimited need and the fact that we have limited resources. We have, we have limited financial resources, human resources, time. And so the ramifications of that for data and analytics uh, is, is not having all the data we need in order to meet you know, uh, particular needs within the organization. It also comes in not sharing data in silos within the organization, sort of holding captive specific knowledge so that we can make you know, better choices. We think about knowledge and wisdom. One of the things I say a lot is, is knowledge uh, is, is information. You're, you're learning it, but wisdom is the correct application of that knowledge. One of the ramifications that we see within organizations for data and analytics is uh, what I'll call sort of the shadow power, shadow IT. We have data silos. We're not wanting to share specific amount of information. And so that's a way that this economic scarcity uh, affects data and analytics. It also means that we have to focus on the most important thing, 
We see that play out within the decisions we make for an organization. And if you put that scarcity model as it relates to data and analytics, it means you have to focus on the things that are most important, the things that provide the most value. When you look at law of supply and demand and scarcity, then you start to understand some other economic uh, concepts like postponement theory. So that, that would say, let's implement a strategy that looks to, to maximize the possible benefits and minimize risk by delaying a specific decision until we can get more information. We're going to postpone making a decision because we think that uh, waiting outweighs a potential risk for uh, making a bad decision. And when you, I mean, that that plays out directly with the use of data and analytics of not having enough uh, information, or maybe you have the data, but you haven't transposed it into information. So when we talked about this uh, year about delivering data and analytic products, data as a service, um, and analytics as a service, you have this transformation of data into information for the organization. So maybe you have the data, but just hasn't been transformed into information that you need in order to make those decisions. One of the last areas uh, that I kind of want to look at for economics uh, is efficiency, right? So the relationship between ends and means. So if we describe something as inefficient, we're usually claiming that we can achieve that desired end with less means or that if we employed the same means, we should be able to produce more of the desired ends. And the focus from a data and analytics perspective there is on driving optimization, on identifying inefficiencies, on prioritizing, again, those most important use cases. There's capital that exists in every organization. Um, so these non-financial assets of which data is one, and uh, the ramifications of that capital is being used to drive optimization. It's, it's being used to mitigate risk, uncover new opportunities, and, and uh, even delivering a, a better experience, a better experience for our customers uh, and for, um, for our employees. So if we want to look at that question about how effective is my organization at leveraging data and analytics to power business models. And you look at that last prepositional phrase there to power business and operation models. We need to ensure that those that were empowering with data are using it for the most important things, the, the things that are through that economic perspective. Now, if we go back at how effective is my organization at leveraging data and analytics, we really have to define kind of what what that means, what data and analytics uh, means. And so this year, we focused a lot on strategy. When we engage with organizations and people think about a data and analytics strategy, they really think a lot of times about a particular use case. I mean, they're, they're really focused in on that, that micro level and just that one particular use case. And we want to boil that back a look at the, the macro level. We want, to, we want to look at how does the organization deliver data and analytics so that we can set a strong foundation and then everyone knows, hey, this is, this is how we're going to deliver you know, this type of service 
and here's the part you play in it. So if you go back and you listen to the podcast where uh, Warren and I are talking about data and analytics, we talk about those at the very foundation. We say, hey, here's why we exist. We give that basic reason of, of why. And then we say how. We say that organizations should deliver data and analytics, not through functional areas and organizational charts, but rather through supporting platforms, data engineering, and insights, and that those delivery channels correspond directly to the service models that you want to implement as an organization. If you want to be a data as a service, you're going to predominantly have focus within platform and engineering. You're going to have a, a lot of people in the space of insights, taking uh, data and a self-service IT type of setup and um, and using it to to create insights. If, if you're just getting started, we advocate your analytics as a service model. So you have a core team that is doing all of those uh, particular activities, the, the platform, the engineering, and the analytics so that you can start to build out the policies that support data governance um, and, and start to educate the organization. Our main service that we run at uh, Mosher, we call it Honeycomb. It's an analytics as a service model. So it's, it's built to help organizations get value out of data. They're not uh, in a position or have a desire to want to invest in software and people. They just need a partner. They need a partner that's going to support platforms, engineering, and insights so they can get those value-based uh, uh, analytics into their decision makers' hands and make data-driven decisions. And that's the the model that we use in our consultancy services to help organizations. And every client we've, we've talked with, you know, has a gap somewhere within that because that's not the mindset that they approach delivering data and analytic uh, products. We talk about some core concepts for a platform. So things that you want within that platform to support analytic workloads, engineering, data engineering layers. And so uh, we, we describe those as uh, transient, raw, trusted, and refined in the activities that you should do in each of those in each of those areas. That sets a strong foundation for for governance, where you're going to uh, assign policy and then implement uh, enforcement through through process. And then, lastly, how we look at analytic maturity, and that's the last part that we need to answer in order to answer this question about how effective is our organization. At leveraging data and analytics to uh, power business and operational models. One of the things uh, you can do when you are analyzing maturity is look at the micro level, that use case, and classify where it is from BI to, to AI. And that's one of the things that we really advocate. There's a very common model that exists for analytic maturity that uh, Gartner had put out some time ago. And it charts of uh, the growth of, of BI, business intelligence to artificial intelligence over value and complexity. And uh, if you read that chart, what, what it says is that uh, you'll get a low level of value, but it's also not very complex to do business intelligence and you get a lot of value, but it's also super hard to do artificial intelligence, neither of which is true. And so it's not something at Mosher that we advocate. Uh, rather than doing that, uh, we flip that curve around 
And we say what we're trying to focus in on is how do we reduce the amount of human input necessary to make a decision and using techniques to learn about the decisions that the organization is making using these particular analytic products. And then how can we use machine learning in order to optimize those? And so one uh, tool that you can use in order to an analyze analytic maturity is look at the actual analytic products in use at the organization and where do they fall on this scale of business intelligence. So going from descriptive analytics to diagnostic, predictive to prescriptive, where does it fall? And, and what is our ability to further increase the maturity of that particular insight as the organization is using it? The other thing that you can do um, is, is look at how you're getting your business from business monitoring into digital transformation. And um, there's five areas that are very commonly talked about um, for this type of maturity model. Go from business monitoring into business insights. So the, the way you get from there is applying those key business use cases, right? Go back to our economics discussion what we're focusing in on. So we're gonna go from business monitoring into creating these business insights that are predominantly first gonna look at prescriptive recommendations for business optimization. So we wanna go from business monitoring to creating business insights to business optimization so that we're getting better at what we're doing. And we're applying those economic models of efficiency uh, for example, in order to, you know, you know, get better. And then we're going to look at how we uh, monetize those particular insights. So go from business monitoring into creating business insights. We want to drive business uh, optimization. We want it to monetize our particular analytic products to the organization. Again, applying those economic perspectives to get into uh, digital transformation to create competitive advantages. And there's a number of resources that are available for us to look at and examples of, of organizations that have delivered services uh, in line with this, you know, concept. You think about, you know, um, the models that uh, organizations had for selling, selling books, right? And you can look at organizations like uh, Borders uh, and then now Amazon, right? And you can see the application of digital transformation in the delivery of those particular products. And I believe that data and analytics stands at the core of our ability to find those particular efficiencies that create the path, the roadmap toward data and analytics. And uh, most organizations we talk to, though, there's, there's this gap. There's this gap that exists between descriptive analytics and, and diagnostic analytics. And so you're looking at the maturity of your organization. You're going to create some data awareness. There's a lot of organizations that are uh, doing that in very manual processes, looking at operational systems, extracting and, and working with data uh, in Excel. Um, and they're creating some reports that sort of answer what's going on, what has happened, these descriptive analytics, these facts that uh, created, we see this uh, in, in even some traditional data warehouse designs. But there's this chasm that exists uh, to get from that type of architecture that supports analytics into a, a modern data framework, a lot of which Warren and I have talked about, talked about this year. 
so that we can apply machine learning to get to predictive insights and we can correctly apply knowledge that's wisdom through prescriptive analytics and we can start to create digital transformation opportunities. So at Mosher, we have uh, all of this, uh, all these collateral within our consultancy uh, services. Uh, if you're interested in, um, you know, applying those to your organization or taking a, a look at that, we have a playbook that we put out this year that talks specifically about strategy. So I definitely want you to reach out if anything that we're talking about and answering this question sort of resonates in these uh, areas where how do we get our organization to really prioritize their needs based upon economic factors that actually drive business value? Because that's where we want to get. If you go back to the very first podcast, Warren and I, we talked about why do we exist. We said we exist to help define and deliver a data and analytics strategy. And that strategy was data functioning through technology, which is predominantly the reason why organizations call us because they look at us as a an IT service shop or professional services shop, but it's also people operating through process. It's these same uh, very common key business drivers, people, process, technology. Sometimes people refer to as people, process, and products. Now we add data as a layer because that's the area of focus for us. So people, process, tech, and data. But if we can answer questions on how we deliver those particular areas, how we want to mature those particular areas, the types of philosophies and guidelines that we want to implement, then we can start to introduce business strategy that are guided by value-based mindsets in order to produce insights that the organization takes action that drives business strategy. That's a very key concept and the reason why we exist. It's at the front of every presentation that we give because we want to set we want to set that foundational understanding of this is how we look at data and analytics. Well, as we go through uh, next year, there's a couple of key topics that we're going to focus on that I'm super excited about. It goes a little bit deeper than, than areas that we covered uh, this year, which, again, focus predominantly on, on data and analytics strategy. Um, that's around data governance. So um, how, how does Mosher look at data governance? What is our framework? Uh, how, how we do assessments on that and uh, consultancy services and, and audit services and so on and so forth. So we'll be looking at that uh, here within 2022. And another uh, area I'm excited to get into for data and analytic products and talking about is the human-centered design approach. I think that design thinking is, is becoming involved in more conversations for people that are in data and analytics. Uh, we've had a very strong focus this year uh, within uh, human-centered design for our analytic products and trying to increase quality of our analytic products, trying to increase data literacy, and ultimately, you know, customer engagement and satisfaction. We want the products that we create to really drive business value to reduce the time to make decisions. And we want those to be created based upon the consumers. And so applying human-centered design principles is something that we'll get into in, in uh, 2022. And I'm really excited about, about that. I hope that this year you've enjoyed uh, the podcast around uh, data and analytics. If you guys have any questions for, for Mosher for the data and analytics uh, division, make sure you want to fire those uh, in. This podcast is named Ask Anything for that particular purpose. We want to use it to create 
credibility within the community and getting information out. You guys learn a little bit about Mosier, about our resources, about our offerings and uh, how we can, you know, help partner to solve particular challenges um, that are being faced within your organization. But we also, you know, want to solicit particular questions that you have so that we can meet our goal of being a trusted advisor. I appreciate your guys' time this year and uh, listening to us through these podcasts and look forward to continued discussions around data and analytics in 2022. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed Sean's recap of our series of podcasts centered around data analytics. Our data analytics group will join us again next year for another series of podcasts centered around that topic. Join us next week when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. And remember, if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long everybody.